Let me hear you. Ready for the word? It's quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It'll separate what you th- what what is spiritual from what is carnal, fleshly. Right? That sometimes it's not amen. It's oh, or ouch that hurts. But how many don't mind being cut if it leads to heals the Lord? So here we have an unusual, the weird things that have happened this year, right, was being attacked by the Midianites. And uh, they were attacking, and it seems like they always attack during, and the Bible says that there were, because the Midianites are out there. Let me get another word. The Colvites. It's got to be an ite. The Colvites are out there. And, and, you know, they're trying, and how many know they're trying to steal our joy? And they're trying to steal our peace, trying to steal the power of God from the church, trying to steal friends and family and relatives, come on, trying to steal our holidays, trying to steal all this stuff, and we're just kind of hiding out in the caves, especially when the, I wonder if sometimes he allows things so the Lord delivered them into the hand of God. Help us if the COVID lasts that long. Help us. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Sometimes it feels like we're losing. The children of Israel made for themselves the dens. How many of you have been spending a lot of time? Man caves. She shacks. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. The caves and the strongholds which are in the mountains. Now, listen, it's not fun living in mountains. So it was whenever Israel had sown, Midianites would come up, also uh, Amalekites, and the people of the east would come up against them. Mm -hmm. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox, not even a donkey. Yeah, for they would come up with their livestock and their tents, locusts. How many know the virus seemed as loose? Both they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land to destroy it. I'm kind of feeling like the scripture applies. So Israel was greatly impoverished. The enemy has taken too much. Because of the Midianites, because of the Kovites. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Oh, my God, what would have happened if they hadn't cried out to the Lord? What if they had just shaked a fist at the Lord? What if they had given up on the Lord? I'll tell you, no, no matter how bad it gets, if we will cry out to the Lord, he will intervene. He will turn it, even if it came from him. If the church will get on its knees and pray, God will reverse the curse and bring a blessing on the land. Ah, Praise the Lord. Here's the problem. Instead of declarations of faith, they questioned God for a while. Now, here's here's the thing. I don't know if you remember this back in the beginning of 2020. They said it was the year of vision. Boy, but nobody saw that coming. They were 2021 at best. 2200, whatever the... (laughs) They They weren't seeing too clearly. 
However, we did warn you in this church that there was a darkness coming. And uh, it kind of came. It kind of came. But here's, here's what it is. 2020, that number, it, it, well, actually it's not 2020. It's the Hebrew year 5780, 5,780. That's the actual year. That's the actual year we're in, Hebrew year. And that number, 5780, meant it was about the mouth. It was about declaring and speaking. And, that, and, that's, and that's from the eight, and that goes through the whole decade. But it starts out with a declaration. So here's what the Holy Ghost told me. The devil's afraid of the church's declarations. The devil, is, the devil wants to shut down our voice, to shut down prophetic declarations. I am healed. I am blessed. I am prospering. Uh, my, my, my family is coming in. Uh, God's going to make a difference in my life. Come on. We need some prophetic declarations in this place. So the devil's so afraid of it, he sent a virus. And he separated us so we couldn't hear one another. And he put us in dens and caves and took and tried to take away the power of the church. Kept us separated. I think, I think, and understand what I'm saying. I think the mask on our face are a way of the devil saying, shut up. I'm not saying don't wear a mask. Be careful, not stupid. Be careful, okay? That's okay. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like he's muzzling us. I don't know about you, but I can't hardly breathe with those things on sometimes. Can you imagine me preaching with that? The front row would be safer. Ha! Every time I get anointed, they start going like this. You should wear one of those big plastic masks, you know. With those <laughs> I'm not that bad. So instead of the church making declarations and speaking the truth with their mouth, the devil's trying to shut us down. But we've been preaching every week, and we've been declaring God's word every week, and he's not shut down Journey Life Center, and we are still a voice in this dark world, and we will continue to prophesy in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. They had all kinds of questions. If you read in, in, in chapter 6 a little bit farther, uh, it, it, Gideon's asked questions like, why has all this happened? Where are all the miracles? And then Gideon, the third question was, why me? <laughs> why me, Lord? I'm a mighty warrior? Me? So they had questions. Where's God? Why has all this happened to us? Listen, you may feel small. You may feel weak like Gideon. But I'm here to encourage you that there is a calling on you and there is an equipping within you that makes you more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. There is a calling on you and an equipping on you that, 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 that allows you, that permits you, that sends you into the harvest to do great things for God. Amen. And don't let the devil talk about how little you are because you're a mighty man of valor according to the word of the Lord. 
Judges chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. Now the angel, angel of the uh, came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, not Oprah, which belonged to Joab of, of that place, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press. He threshed wheat in the wine press. He threshed his wheat. Now, most of you aren't farmers, so you're like, yeah. And your point is, uh, I'm going to break it down for you. In order to hide from the Midianites, we are not. Listen, I know there's a secret place, but we aren't called to hide in fear of the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Yeah. There he is, shaking in his boots in the wine press. Anybody see any Midianites? Oh, mighty man of valor. Listen, God looks at you when you're shaking in your boots, when you're scared half out of your mind, and he says, you can do this. You're stronger than you think. You're a mighty man of valor. Get up and go to war. Ah. Notice Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press back then. Let me just explain all this stuff real quick. They would have a huge threshing floor, probably as big as this whole area here, maybe bigger. It's hard-packed ground, amen, very hard. You know, they didn't really have cement back then, but they have hard-packed ground, and they would bring the wheat, and they'd crush the wheat, and they would take a pitchfork, and they'd stick. Listen, don't work when the wind's not blowing. Don't try to work when the Holy Ghost isn't working. Come on, Ruach. So they would stick a pitchfork in and throw it up in the air. And what would happen is the wind would blow the shaft, the lighter stuff. Listen, a lot of the stuff that you think is important is really the light stuff. Your heavy problems are really the lighter stuff. And the wind of the Holy Spirit would blow through that wheat and blow the shaft off the ground. And then the wheat would fall to the ground, and then they would have pure wheat. Some of the trial, you said, I feel like I feel like the enemy. No wonder the devil has a pitchfork. And it feels like we're going through pitchfork times. But that's okay because when we land, we're going to be pure. What you're going through, is, it's just getting the shaft out of, your, out of your life, getting all the light stuff, all the worthless stuff, because you can't eat shaft. So that's the process. The wine press, you probably know about the wine press. It's a circular thing, maybe built out of stone or wood. You put the grapes in it, right? It has a drain in the bottom of it, and you get in there and you, do, you stomp. I don't know why, but I keep seeing Lucille Ball and and what was her name? Ethel. Stop. I mean, it just came to me right now. It's got to be the Holy Ghost. There's and they're just stomping away at those grapes, and and that crushing. Sometimes we say, I feel the weight of all this is coming on me. It's okay. It's producing wine. Your trials, your tribulations, all it's doing is producing the new wine. Who would have thought trouble would produce joy? Who would have thought trouble would produce power? 
Who thought the Holy Ghost would would show up in the midst of trial? Wow. But the threshing floor is for wheat. You're not supposed to thresh wheat in a wine press to confuse. Last year was the decade of the mouth, seven we got to deal with some of this stuff. For our God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Say amen if you're not crazy. Exodus. Some of you didn't speak. Poke your neighbor. Exodus 4.10. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent. Neither before me nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. And God says, I don't care. I'm calling you to speak for all of Israel. Wow, come on, church. I don't care what your weaknesses are, what your downfalls are, what your past is. God is giving you a voice. Use it for the glory of God. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out, uh, pour out my spirit, my wind on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. God is giving us a voice. Praise God. How many of you are at that place in life where you see? Here's some real quick lessons from Gideon. Gideon has given up on God, and he does is to protect and defend instead of attack and win. We can't ever get to the place where we, we say, I, I need a wall, I need a hiding place, I, 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 need, I, I need to, you know, protection. I, I, listen, we can't just sit there with our shield and let the enemy beat on us. We can't live defensively. Number two. His, his ministry and his life had become small and confined. See, the threshing floor is out in the open. It's a large open space where the wheat can be brought in. I'm talking about the harvest. We need a broad place. Can I tell you something? If we're going to bring in the harvest, we need to get out of the four walls Get out into the threshing floor and bring in the harvest. But he became afraid and decided, I'm going to go into the wine press, and instead of making wine, I'm going to make wheat in there. First of all, you don't have enough room. It's going to be a very slow process. You can only do a little bit of wheat at a time. Second of all, there's no wind in the wine press. And the church has gotten to the point where it's trying to produce without wind. Trying to produce without the Holy Spirit. I'm afraid, so I'm going to draw in. I'm going to hide out. I'm going to take care of this myself. And there you are in the wine press plucking little grains (laughs) instead of letting the Holy Spirit do the work. Any church that won't let the Holy Spirit in is a dead, powerless church. Come on, church. Listen, we need power tools. 
There's a difference between power tools and regular handheld tools. Come on. We're not Amish. No offense. But I believe in power tools. I watch these. I will love to watch HGTV. They got these guns, these air guns. Right? Instead of one nail. Churches are out there with instead of come on, how many want the how many want the I'd rather work with the power. Give me the power tools of the Holy Spirit. It's not about how much muscle I have. It's about how much power is in the tool. It's not about the power in me. It's the power in the tools. And God, give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We can run this church with the gifts of the Spirit and not the power of men. Give God a praise if you hear what I'm saying. Wow. His ministry has been confined and, 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 and restricted. There's not a whole lot going on in the wine press. The wine press is, for, is, is to produce wine, not the harvest. We need both, but don't confuse the two. Hmm. Ministry results greatly reduced. Listen, the harvest is limited to the work. 5781, the number one. Every number in Hebrew has a letter equivalent. And the number one is the aleph, the A. And the A looks like an ox. It represents strength and ability to work. Last year was the year of declaration. Today is the day of work. God's hooking us up, putting us in the yoke, and we're about to bring in a harvest for the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I feel the Lord in this house. Amen. You know, they tell us, they tell us, I mean, I've, I've heard this now several times. They estimate when this is all over and everyone comes back to church, the church in America will have decreased by 20%. Every church in America will lose 20% of their members. I want to report to you of our 200 families, I don't know of one that has left because of COVID. Not one that has left because of COVID. We are together in the power. Not only that, since this all began, God has added about 20 new families to the church. God's in charge of this thing. People are still being saved. Lives are being changed. God's in charge. Don't even have a membership class to help them join, but... How many know we'll find a way? We'll find a way. Let's look into the story. Judges 6, verse 14. Oh, I got so much to say. I, I got more rabbits than I got pins. <laughs> then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you will save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Church, how can you go wrong if he sends you? How can you go wrong? You can't. So he said, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. <laughs> my extended family is the littlest. I'm the littlest and the littlest. Pick someone, the littlest of the little, the least qualified, and put them out in front of an army. Listen, I got a news for you. Here's another news flash, and you're going to see it. You're going to see it. God is raising new leaders up. He's raising up Gideons. In the weeks and months to come, we'll be introducing them. God's, God's shifting and changing, and he's raising up new leaders in the house of God. 
Not, not that he's getting rid of anybody. Don't, don't, no, don't. I'm not firing anybody. But God's, how many know we need more leadership? More workers in the house of the Lord. Judges chapter 6, 19 through 22. Listen, the doors will be open when we worship. So Gideon went in and prepared a young goat and unleavened bread from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and he brought them out to him under the terebinth tree and presented them. Mm -hmm. The angel of God said to me, take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them out on the, uh, lay it. Listen, you know where to lay it. Lay it on the rock. Jesus is the rock. Pour out the broth, and he did so. Worship's about pouring out. It's not just about you taking in. It's about pouring out. Then the angel of the Lord put out, uh, put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened. Oh, God will touch whatever you give him. The fire rose out of the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread, and the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Woo. Now Gideon perceived, brilliant Gideon, that he was the angel of the Lord, capital A. Might have been Jesus. So Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Worship will bring you faith. Worship is what begins this whole process. Worship and prayer, being on your knees, is where the breakthrough will be. It's where the doors will open, as we've been saying. Verse 23 through 24 talks about a great peace is coming. Then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. You ought to get up and say that every morning. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. <laughs> Jehovah Shalom. To this day, it is still in Ophrah. He's the Lord of Peace. Here's something else, verse 25, 26, 27. Talk about generational curses. Now it came to pass the same night. The Lord said to him, take your father's young bull and <clears throat> the second bull of seven years old and tear down the altar of Baal. It's oh, how many know it's time to tear down some altars? Time to tear down the altars of Baal that your father has and cut down the wooden image that is beside it. Build an altar to the Lord your God on top of this rock in the proper arrangement. How many know it's a proper way to worship? And take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the word, with, with the wood of the image which you shall cut down. So Gideon took ten men from among his servants and did as the Lord had said to him. But because he feared his father's household and the men of the city too much to do it by day, he did it by night. Reminds me of Nicodemus. Came to Jesus by night. He was the first Nick at night. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. God called him when there was a curse in the home. His father was worshiping idols, but God called him anyway. But God said, I'm going to call you, but you need to deal with these generational curses in your family. The old man's got this idol out there. I want you to pull it down and burn it. 
I want you to pull down the idol. I don't care what he says. Listen, sometimes we, we got to get to the point, point where we just don't care what the family says anymore. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And we need to stand up for what is right and tear down the wickedness. Sometimes we say, I don't know why I got all this trouble. Well, maybe because you let old cousin so-and-so move in and brought all his stuff with him. Be careful what you drag in your home. It is not innocent. Listen, there's nothing wrong with the stuff. It's the demons behind the stuff that come in when you bring the stuff in. It's time to pull out the pornography. You used to have to go to the store and be embarrassed and buy it. Now, it's time to get certain kinds of music out of the house. It brings demons. Yeah, you preach that preacher. Talk about that rock and roll. I'm talking about country western boo-hoo music too. My God. You're half back because your dog died. Come on. Sing a sad song. Listen, I'm not... I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just saying certain things attach to certain demons, demons of depression, demons of fear, drugs, uh, all kinds of mess, uh, sexual addictions. All this stuff is attached to, to a lot of music. We need to get that stuff, you know, paintings and jewelry and different things that are attached to certain demonic things. Get it out of your house. Burn the idols. Get rid of the books. Get rid of And watch what's on TV. Well, you already do that. Are you okay? I could preach old time holiness for a while here if you want me to. Next. Yeah, that rap. Judges chapter 7, verse 4. He had thousands of people, and, and, and the Midianites were tens of thousands. They were already outnumbered. You know, you feel like you're outnumbered, and you get a word from the Lord, and you think the word is, I'm sending the Calvary. God says, no, you got too many. I need more money, Lord. No, you need to give more away. I need some help with this. No, in fact, I'm going to take three people away from you. Sometimes God just wants to prove he can do it any way he wants to do it. So you know the story. They kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And finally, he just said, all right, send all your soldiers down to the creek and, and tell them to get a drink of water. And they went down to the drink of, get a drink of water. And the ones who took off their armor and, and sat there and sunbathed, and lapped their water and got their full, you know, he said, go home. But the ones that did this, I know you need water. They didn't even get down on the ground. They just, war. I'm ready for battle. I'm ready for what, I don't care if it's Monday morning. I'm ready for whatever the enemy had. Whatever God calls me to do, I'm ready to do it. Amen. I'm fully clothed with the armor of God, Ephesians 6, and I'm ready to go to war. I'm ready to, 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 to obey the calling of God. I'm ready to go. I'm not about leisure. I'm not about wasting time with God. The, the, the time is short. The enemy's upset and angry. I've got to be aware and be alert for the end of time is near and God's going to use those who never take the armor off wow too hard for you stay focused stay focused on him God's about to send us a huge loaf they had a vision had a dream Judges chapter 7 
In verse 13, had come, there was a man telling a dream to his companion. He said, I've had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent and struck it so that it fell and overturned, and the tent collapsed from a loaf of bread. <laughs> a big loaf of bread. Then his companion answered and said, This is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, the man of Israel. Ah, into his hand God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. This dream is a sign. Somebody's just sharing with me this morning. They had, they had a dream of victory. God's about to rally the church. He's about to wake up the children of Israel. Amen. We're about to go to war and we might be a minority. But with God, we reign. We rule. <laughs> he said he worshiped. He returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has delivered the king to your hand. That loaf of bread is the harvest. He said, Pastor, how are we going to get this done? God is sending people to get it done. God is sending a harvest to Journey Life Center. Amen. You talk about two services. How about three or four services with the chairs like they used to be? How about God just filling the house of God with people hungry for a move of God, not hungry for entertainment? They're going to come because the Spirit is here. The Spirit of God is here. Wow. God is sending us. A huge loaf of bread. How many are ready for it? How many are ready for a huge loaf of bread? <laughs> Glory to God. Let me close with this. We're going to win with a trumpet, a shout, a jar, and a lamp. You know the story, right? Gideon said, God said, get, in, take, get a lamp, put a jar over it. Put your jar in one hand and, and your lamp and the lamp inside the jar, right? And your trumpet in the other hand. And when I say go, break the jar. Pastor, how, how can I get the light of God out of me? You can't just act any way and live any way and expect the light of God to shine. Before you can shine. Sometimes you have to be broken in order to shine. So we're going to win this thing with the light of Jesus and the trumpet, which represents prayer and worship and intercession. We're going to break the jar. We're going to and we're going to blow the trumpet and we're going to win. These clay vessels are going to be broken. And maybe that's what God is doing with COVID. Maybe he's just waking us up, getting us ready for the end time. How many know it could get a whole lot worse than this? And by the way, it has gotten a whole lot worse than this. So when's the rapture going to come? When we finally wake up. Come on, musicians. Listen, listen, I want to tell you something. God is not bringing an old, wrinkled, tired bleeding, beat up, wasted old bride 
with its with her with her gowns torn and dirty, muddy, filthy. God is not bringing that. God is not. God is not coming us coming back to bring us out of that. He's coming for a victorious bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. A young bride, young in the spirit, ready to move, ready to do great things for God. He's not coming for a tired bride. He's coming for an awake church, a church that is woke, a church that is alive, a church full of the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah, this bride wears army boots, but she's alive and ready to go to battle. Amen. That's the bride. That's the church that Jesus is coming for. Stand your feet and give him a standing ovation. He is coming soon.